Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. It's your boy, Real Talk Marv. Happy Sunday, y'all. It's crazy times. We're living in crazy times, but I'm so glad we're back in the studio. We back. Back in studio, baby. It's, it's kind of little empty chairs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Next show will be more, more bodies in the chairs. A lot of things happened last minute that changed things up. But the show must go on as always, you know. It's good to be back into the studio. To me, this is the first sign of things getting back to normal. To be able to be back in the studio Yes So like sir. always I'll kick it to my co-host It's your boy Open Shirt Poppy What yes, up? Yes, yes, yes Happy early birthday to Open Shirt Poppy His birthday is on the 1st Which yeah. is what, what is that? Cancer Wednesday? season That's Wednesday, right? Wednesday Yes, yes, yes Cancer so, Shout happy, out to all my cancers Happy birthday to all the petty ass cancers Y'all know y'all petty <laughs> We petty in the motherfucker <laughs> so, But you know I still we got petty. love for a lot of cancers So happy you know, cancer You Stay on our good side It's, 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 it's just tough, right? Because it's like we're trying to get back to normal, but things aren't normal. So many of my friends who had birthdays, and it's just like they couldn't do nothing for their birthdays. Some people have special number of birthdays this year. Twenty twenty is just crazy. I that ass was like, there's no way this thing is gonna last to my birthday. Everything's yeah. gonna be good. I'm gonna yeah. be able to celebrate. Yeah. And I was I was trying to oh, travel man. this summer Show. too before this went down. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had plans. I, I had a family trip to um. To, to Florida that was canceled. We was gonna go to Universal Studios, Airbnb. Doing that My, next year. They was going to Bahamas and Atlantis and stuff like that. And I was mm-hmm. gonna catch them on the back end. I was trying to go to Dallas. It was just so many things happening. It's just poor. I didn't think it'd be this long. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I haven't been in the office since March something. So I've been working from home combination transitioning to a new job. It's like I don't have no sense of normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I felt when I was Working from home, I was yeah. <laughs> wasn't really doing much work, but yeah. I was home. Yeah, and you know, I was like, at one point, I hated the fact that I had to get up, go to work, come home, and repeat the same cycle. Yeah, but not having that structure and just waking up and not knowing what to do was even crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, what is going on? And now like, I'm suffering from insomnia, so I'll be up to like five, six in the morning, showered, go to bed. Sleep for a couple hours, wake up at like nine, either nine to 11, and then go through it. It's just weird, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm seeing New York is opening back up, New York's on phase two, Mm -hmm. and it's just like now. I look at I look at you as a weirdo when you don't have a mask on. I'm like, who the hell do you think you are, right? <laughs> I got my mask right here. Yeah, but I, I say that to say it's just like when you see people walking around, quote unquote, being the old normal. You're like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to be in like supermarkets. I might go to the dollar dollar store, an empty one. If it's a dollar store that's popping, yeah. a lot of people in and out, I won't go. But if it's one I know is gonna be me and two other people in there, I might go. And it's just like. It's turning my, it's changing my personality. Doctor, uh, what's the guy's name? Fauci. 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 He said basically, only people that should be wearing masks are people who have corona. The really? rest of us walking around with masks on is useless. Oh, I didn't hear yeah, that. He has said that one time. I'm like, 
Once he said that, I was like, no, he makes sense. But you know, places won't serve you without a mask. Yeah, no. If I'm going into a store, restaurant, whatever, I understand you're required to wear the mask. So I carry it with me. But that whole walking around the street in the fresh air with a mask on. I do it, bro. I stopped going on walks because it, it. it, it makes you tired to go on a like two three mile walk with a, with mask, a mask on. Hand. You're not getting fresh air, so I it's like you jogging with them things. It's on. like you're recycling carbon dioxide into your body. It's 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 tough. Yeah. I was in a store this week and everybody has a mask. This one guy comes in without a mask, grabs something, and everyone looks at him like, "Yo," <laughs> he's like, "Can I just pay for this and go?" They're like, "No, you can't be in the store like this." And he's just like, "Look, I could have did the transaction already." And I'm tensing up like I'm gonna punch him in his face. Swear to God, not, n- no cat, no cat. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, what is what is wrong with you? Because to me, it's just like he's getting close. He don't have a mask on. He's not doing protocol. But and I feel like he's infringing on me. All of y'all have masks on. Yeah. So him not wearing a mask is not going to affect y'all yes, in one bit. But psychologically, it's like what? Like sometimes. It kills me. People be bugging Sometimes out. I go out to, the, to, to throw out the trash. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear a mask, but not gloves. Or, you know, I'm going to the trash. I'm going to wear masks and gloves. I'm going to check the mailbox. I'll put on a mask. If I go outside my door, maybe I can do it without a mask real quick. It's weird. Yeah. It's like you don't know what's the protocol. So we're going to jump into the show. First topic is post-traumatic stress Um what, what is it? Post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that's what a lot of us are suffering from. Yeah. Right? Because we don't know, you know, what's the right way to handle things, what's the wrong way to handle things. And then on top of that, the the madness, let me get some of that, yeah. The madness with Trump and, and, yeah. and, and <laughs> the politics coming up. It's like crazy. Like every day, not to get too political, we try our best not to be too political on the show, but every day Trump proves to me more and more like, yo, he don't get it. Speaking about politics, I found out something I did not know what was that? up to this point, and it's good to always learn, because um, we had the the elections on the 23rd, right? Tuesday? Yeah. I went to our old stomping grounds, PS80. Yeah, that's where I used to be. To go to vote. vote, and I wasn't allowed to. Why? Because I'm independent. I don't claim a party. Democrat or Republican. Okay, my and man woke the, right now. I'm still yeah. a registered Democrat. It said I I was at one point, but no longer. And I didn't know that as a independent, you're not allowed to vote in primaries. Democratic or Republican. It makes Republican. sense. Because who are you choosing if you're not part of that party? It's kinda like your What you do know. you mean? I could choose I could still in the choose general the best. election. In yeah, the general election. I'm allowed to vote in the general. Yeah. Because at that point, it's the overall. But to push the Democrat um, candidate or the Republican candidate, per se, it's like an independent sort of like sabotaging that. Because you're not going to vote. In their head, you're not voting for either one of them. So why are you pushing that? They force you to be a part of the party. Yes. I, I, that's how I felt. Wow. I'm talking and to the old true. ladies in there, and they're, they're explaining it to me. And I was like, so you're telling me I can only vote in the... The presidential election? They're like, well, no, you, you, you can vote in November, and but you can vote for more than just the president. Okay, so I can vote for the mayor and the governor, but like the councilman? Can I vote for the city like councilman? Yeah. If it, it has to be a Democratic versus Republican. Yeah. It can't be. I was like, yo, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That is crazy. But that's it's good to There's know. a lot of voter suppression going on. There's it's a lot of different know. ways that they push people away, right? Mm-hmm. It's as soon as soon as becoming like, yo, only the selective few can vote. On a higher level than all of the, the 
then everybody's going to want to do Kentucky, it. In Kentucky last week, um, Louisville, they closed down. They went from having 138 different voting sites to 32. And then this happened all in February and March. Mind you, that's not enough time to let people know how this is affecting them. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to shut down one of the main ones, which, which was at an arena, two hours early. People were banging on the door to get in to vote. And guess guess who was mostly affected? People of color. Mm-hmm. And it's just like 30 yeah, rascals. People, people, going to, people going to work. They don't have time. They get off work. They want to go vote. And now you're like, oh, the doors is closed. You want to vote, do your civil duty, and then get home. That's Some people are standing on lines to midnight. Oh, my God. Trump's not trying to accept mail-in uh, voting as official voting because he's afraid. No, like absentee ballots? Absentee no, ballots. you got to see. And all this. And then you know Trump's going to be like, no, it wasn't fair if he loses and tries to not give, not succeed. Anyway. That's the thing. because And I even seen a commercial with T.I. today talking about vote, vote, vote. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Use your right to vote um, whenever you had the opportunity to. But we're being suppressed. Yeah. So let's fix the system first. So not only are we allowed to vote, but it should be easier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? More convenient. And not only that, we have to keep this energy stronger. People don't understand the presidential election is very important. But what's more important to us is local local jurisdictions. Local officials. Local, you know campaigns that's going to affect us directly yeah. affect the change and then we eventually you know presidential is important up. but we got to get this like we need to get to really intimately know our local candidates and kind of get an idea of what our presidential candidates are right because yeah. the president is the most important position but you've seen how ineffective obama was in certain areas because he didn't have the support and that underlying support is what we need to push for. So let's let's get into the topic, post-traumatic stress disorder, right? And yeah. I told you earlier how I almost started spazzing out in the store, <laughs> right? And to me, it was just like the guy was kind of smirking as if like, oh, y'all acting crazy. Like he was going to, he looked like, the you know, one of those people who might breathe or spit on you just to see how you react kind of people. And I was just afraid to be in that situation, you know? So post-traumatic stress disorder, America is going to need to offer free therapy after this. What do you think? Because people are not dealing with this pandemic correctly. Um, they're not. I mean, yes, that would be ideal if you were allowed a couple of sessions mm-hmm. to see how you, you know, managing after COVID or during COVID, whatever. But they ain't offering no free sessions. Mm. I think they're like you said, a lot of people do need help and mm. will need help when this is over, if ever over. Um, cause people are struggling out there. Yeah. Think about this. How many people, because of how COVID was affecting people was like, yo, don't go to the doctor office. You're going to catch it out there. Don't go to the hospital. How are people getting their meds? How about the people whose scripts were up, who need their meds and be like, they was afraid to go in. And some people are not calling into doctors and things of that nature. It's a lot of people. I don't know how people. I feel about the teledoc too stuff. Yeah. Like, really? You're going to diagnose me over the phone? Let me tell you. I got my wife and I got charged ninety dollars for a Tell phone conversation. It wasn't a full consultation or anything like that. It was the call to ask a question. Can you do this? You know, kind of, and just to get the answer, it was ninety dollars. Hmm. 
think, a, think about the going. money they're that's, making when they're charging you ninety dollars a phone call and how many color, phone calls they could take. Doc is a new hustle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's gonna be some some people who come up that's crazy. That's new Miss Cleo. Call me now. I'll and, diagnose you. And, and it's just like you know, I think therapy. Like to be honest with you, because I feel like the pandemic has changed my personality to the point where it's just like now I'm not looking forward to being around people anymore. Like I've only been around my family and, and friends, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. like family. I haven't been around like random strangers and, you know, more so than I need to, like essential activities, going to get something to eat, going to get, you know, supplies for the house. But I haven't just went and chilled. I went to the park Two weeks ago, and you know, of course, it was social distancing stuff. Mm. And then when you see people who's not respecting your space, to me, I start feeling like, yo, they want to fight. I've never been that way before. Yeah. Well, I went back to work. Like, what? It's been two weeks now, two mm. and a half, three. Um, some people wear masks. Some people are not. Yeah. They did provide us with masks, but guys, it's like. We in each other's space. We talking to each other. We working. You know what I mean? So some people have that fear and panic that you speak of. Mm -hmm. And then others are just like, listen, I ain't stressing over this. You know, and I'm I'm part of that crew. I mean, I'm going to protect myself in in certain spaces. Like, because my thing is, I don't know about this whole six feet. So if if we got to be six feet apart, then why you got to wear the mask? Or if I, we yeah, gotta be mad. There was a we gotta be six, six feet, feet apart. apart. Yeah. We're, we're, and, and who said it's six feet? You sure it's not seven? You sure yeah. it's not eight? Like sure it's not three point five? This is nonsense. It's crazy, bro. but to it's me, scare tactics to it, me. In my head, honestly, in my head, it's just like yo, we're walking around having unprotected sex and hoping that the people we're having unprotected sex with is clean. We all live it's on drastic, the right? <laughs> it's drastic, but to me, it's just like because you know, with AIDS and HIV back in the day. People would do the. Do you look sick? As as a as a protocol to be like, ah, oh, she looked healthy. Maybe I could screw her raw. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds an extreme, but to me, it's just like we're taking a chance. Like ah, now I know this person only, for so long. If somebody sneezes, which sneezing is not one of the symptoms. But if somebody cough, everybody's like, yeah, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? He could have had something stuck in his throat or whatever. I was at a no, protest. You must be corrupt. I was at a protest, and person was about 10 feet away from me and I heard I heard them cough and then mad people near me just started looking at them like <laughs> that's gonna be the thing now and, you are not allowed to cough people are gonna be afraid and don't cough. get it switched the person who coughed had the mask on mm-hmm. and it was socially Still. socially distanced as much as can like that person wasn't on top of us that person yeah. was like you know 10 feet away but and yeah, it was the, outdoors. but the cough was offensive the cough was offensive it's what's what's the new normal, bro? What's normal right now? And that's why I think therapy is gonna be something huge that we need to embark on. I if if I had some regulations, if I was some of these companies, I would require mandate that you know employees coming back into the office at least attend one one therapy session, or even be tested. You know, I don't want to say my company, but yeah, you cut yourself. The thermometer to your head is the only thing they're doing. Some My company ain't doing nothing. They just, <laughs> just like come back to work. All right. Um, they gave us some little package, a little bag. It has a thermometer in it. Yeah. They got like three white little masks that look like women's Hanes thong underwear. <laughs> wow. And they got a good sized bottle of um, hand, hand sanitizer. sanitizer. 
And, oh, they hooked us up. The Lysol wipes. Had the big Lysol, Lysol wipes is, is, is the there. new, like, you know. I gave it to my sister as a gift. <laughs> it's, it's real out there. But I was like, this is what y'all do? No, no, it's crazy because my job used nothing. to give us Lysol wipes regardless. Like, yeah. everyone got Lysol wipes. Last time I was in the office, I took my, my, my used one, I took a new one, and said, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was like my party <laughs> gift or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's weird. So, another thing is just like, all the toilet paper people is hoarding. What are you doing with that <laughs> toilet paper? Have you been shitting at a capacity that's been unknown to yourself? Yo, people must be stocked up with TP for the rest Soon of you the year. Soon you're going to be in the corner, I got this TP two for five type to try to move <laughs> gotta, to some of this. I got to push it off. <laughs> like, what are people doing with all this excess supplies? I don't know, man. Even at my the Dollar General that I go to, I check for alcohol every time I go. Sometimes I find it. I'll buy three or four containers because they usually have a... Um, rubbing alcohol? Rubbing alcohol. Because uh, my wife uses rubbing alcohol to create products. She'll create hand sanitizer with it. Okay. She'll create cleaning products. She's one of those do- DIY mm-hmm. uh, enthusiasts that, like, she'll find... Do it how- yourself first. She'll, she'll find... Like, like she'll... The, the toilet paper, the, this carton that comes at the end of the toilet paper, she oh find uses God. for that. Like, she's one of those kind of people. It's, it's fascinating. But I said, every time I go, they're like, what are you doing with all this alcohol? They think I'm a terrorist or something, stocking <laughs> up on what's in it. But it's just like, you know, that's the new normal, trying to be clean. You don't understand. I, I, I dismask, sterilize my mask, go through gloves, sometimes three to five times a day. I'm, and myself, I'm thinking to myself, am I weird? Is this normal? What am I doing? But it's like we don't. Everyone, but who like was, you said, you're a bit of a germaphobe. But so. everyone who we're following rules from will change what they told us to do. The ne- like, like you said, Fauci saying all of us walking around with masks is crazy. Mm-hmm. Fauci, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, that's supposed to be the new normal. So how how do we get past all of it? I need therapy, but that's. F- for something totally different than COVID. Okay. <laughs> um, I would take a free session or two. If I, I definitely will. I and, and I've been talking to people and they've been saying like, and I, I'm a. But big, then how's that going to be when I go talk to my therapist? Now I got to wear a mask and they got to wear a mask in the room with me. Yeah. And then it's just playing into my whole thing of why I'm there. Like I, I, I want to see the therapist results. Did you get tested? Let me see your test results. Yeah. You know what I mean? Half the session is going to be talking about, are you safe? Am I safe to be here? You got to, let me say, it just goes back to this thing, man. Every day is a gift. It's not promise. I'm not saying live recklessly. And like you say, go around screwing anybody unprotected and da 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 But you can't live in fear. Yeah. Because if you live in fear, you, you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to kill yourself. I know it's 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 warm outside, right? So then people are starting to feel like you know things are normal, but no exaggeration. COVID can't survive in above eighty five degrees. In March, obviously March <laughs> was fake news. was you know the weather was cold and stuff like that. I literally would log on, and someone would be like, "I lost my mother, my brother, my father, and uncle in the span of a week." I know people. Personally, good friends who lost their mother, then two weeks later, their father. Mm. One instance, due to COVID. So, as crazy as people want to say the overall numbers is wild, it was touching near and close to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coworkers, old colleagues, and stuff of Clifford and stuff like that. 
Clifford in his work environment lost, no exaggeration, he probably lost 15 to 20 people. That's a lot of people, y'all. That's crazy. So as much as we want to act like everything's normal, stuff like that, or COVID's gone, that has lasting impacts when you lose your mother and father in two weeks. You can't properly bury them. Because of this, you can't have a regular funeral. Because of this, you have to have a Zoom funeral. You have to, all right, when things get better, we'll have some kind of memorial. I think maybe that's part of the reason why I have this mindset. And not that I'm not taking it serious and stuff, but thank God, like, it hasn't really hit close to home in regards of people I know dying from it. Mm -hmm. I know people who have been sick. And that even plays more into it. I know a number of people who've had corona and they weren't affected by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they everybody, got better. Like, every, yeah, everybody's situation is different. different. But I also know people who have lost some people. So it's like, I see both sides of it. But even in that instance, I mean, I still I still go by what I said. We can't live in fear. Yeah. You can take your precautions. I'm sad that we got to see signs on the highway to say, wash your hands with soap. Yeah. Like, really? Listen, Wash your hands with soap? <laughs> I've been working in corporate on, America man. since 2004 for big companies. I be in the bathroom with people who are, aren't our persuasion. I'm going to leave it at that. They will come out of the toilet stall and just throw a piece of paper in the garbage and walk out the door, not washing their hands, touching the same door handle you got to touch. So I say that to say this. When you see them say, wash your hands, and you laugh at that, some people don't feel like they need to wash their hands. That's gross. Mind you, if you're coming out the stall, especially I'm not in women's bathroom, right? Yeah. I'm a man. <laughs> so you, so it's just like. You've been wiping. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you don't go into the stall to pee. A woman will go into the stall to pee or to do number two. Mm -hmm. Men don't go into the stall to do number one unless all the other urinals were done. So you went in there to handle business. And you're not wiping your hands. They probably you're went not. in a stall to do a bump. You know, the corporate office. Okay. I need to think about that. <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's just tough as Still, that. wash that coke off your hands. <laughs> like, what? How, how do we establish the new normal? We're just being told, like, we got to get back. We're being pushed to get back because of economics, not because of health. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Um, both are important, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we could do... I mean, we should have did initially what other countries did and completely shut down for a time period, say a month. And yeah, it would have had a significant uh, financial um, repercussions impact. impact, but we didn't take that route and we still end up suffering um, somewhat financially mm. um, during this time. So it's a double-edged sword, right? You could protect the health of the people you know what I mean? By shutting everything down. But now you have hurt independent business owners or just um, the working people as a whole. Yeah. Because some people are now not only unemployed during this time, but certain jobs had to cut or cut spots. Mm -hmm. They can't afford to pay all the employees when yeah. they do start back. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people still got to live. And that's the thing. The bills don't stop. Bills, Bills don't, don't know what Corona is. Yeah. Ironically, the states who was just fighting, like, oh, open this back up. Florida, Texas, Texas. Arizona. It's another hotspot state. I keep forgetting yeah, that. Double back. That fourth I think one. Utah. And then now it's just like, now they're getting hit hard. And now they're like, okay, maybe we should social distance. 
Bro, that's what that's what it's been about early. So it's just it's just tough, right? Because like in the, the words of the great Kanye West, you ain't got the answers, Sway. I don't think we have any expert to really make us deal with this corona thing. So we can't you sound like you just did the bumper coke. You good over there? I always <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but it's like it's it's just so tough for us to like get back to a normalcy. This is I I, I saw this one wife the other day. I'm like, yo. How do dudes holler at chicks in the streets right now in the corona? Because everyone got a mask on their face. Yeah, do you like, say, hey, 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 little lady, put that mask down. Let me see how Let you look like. That. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she looks good, you might but thick. I don't know. And then you might have the baraka under the mask, right? So it's just like how, everything you know, is gonna be like, different. If if we're supposed to be keeping six feet apart from each other and stuff like that, like how do you comfortably meet a random and then take it down on a one night stand kind of thing? Mm. Does that change the game completely, right? Because people are gonna want to. Have sex regardless in a pandemic the and game not. How does the game change? The more it changed, the more it stayed the same. Yo. Like like when you when you have a booty call, right? And then y'all haven't been seeing each other for a while. Do you trust that booty call enough to go back to resuming to regular activities? Do you nah, know if they were not like, doing yo, things on the side? Everybody gotta get tested and I'm gonna need you to carry your results with you. Present the results at the door. I always felt like like to me, I I'm I'm a I'm a yeah, condoms do feel like turkey bacon to me. But at the same time, right? Because this is the saying that your condoms feel like the taste of turkey bacon, right? Uh, bacon is a good thing. Turkey bacon for some, <laughs> not as much, right? It's good. It's but, but it's not just great. like, you know, it's like how many times in your personal life have you rocked with someone? Y'all got to the point where y'all was comfortable and the condoms coming off. And you say before the condom comes off, you know, everyone asks, are you good and stuff like that? But you actually wait for verification of papers. How often you say? Yeah. It's not often. It's not often. In the heat of that moment. Right. And then like, I, I've been in a situation before I, I got married where it's just like, you know, I kind of hinted to the person like, you know, have you been tested? And, and, the, and, and the girl was highly offended. Uh, that's a problem. I mean, if we is, sleeping with each other, that should be a conversation. Not only we feel comfortable having, we need to have. But so, so the problem you know, is, I'm, it's just like even being responsible. People get backlash for being responsible. Mm -mm. This chick asked me not too long ago too. Oh, um, can you send me the results? Because she knew I had been tested recently, or whatever, whatever. And mm -hmm. I guess she was going to the doctor, so she was like, oh. I, she was kind of dancing around it, and she was like, "Yeah, I know you had told me, but can I? Can you send me like, uh, you know, the results of your test or whatever?" I was like, "Sure, no problem." Huh? You, you know wasn't I mean? offended. I wasn't offended by it because if I'm sleeping with you, I would I'm expect that. You. Yeah, I would expect that you would want to know, and um, you you're pretty much that's a given. Like you, you, you have now had access to that type of information. It's not something I can hide from you, mm -hmm. but then say, "Oh, you know what I'm saying? I want you to take this D." <laughs> yeah. Nah, I want you to be sure. You know, everything's gonna up and up, and it goes both ways. You see what I'm saying? So that's the thing. I mean, I don't know why that was an it may be an uncomfortable conversation for some, is because you messing with somebody who you not like on it like that with mm -hmm. if it's just a sexual situation like mm -hmm. if y'all just fucking with each other on a sexual note 
You got to keep the condom on. Like, I haven't been a free agent since 2008. We in 2020. I, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't begin to tell you the comfortable, like, you know, like, when do I, if I was single again, when do I ask that? You know what I'm saying? When when do I feel comfortable enough for the condom to come I off? I think it comes generically. Nature? You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, all right. You want to take it there? A lot of times it's not even, it's done it happen verbally. It's just like, all right, so we getting down. She know whether or not you put it on or not. Yeah. <laughs> you like, let me try this out. Is it going to go? You going to reach for it and then you get the grab to like, nah, don't worry about it. And then you're just like. <laughs> oh, you ready, ready. <laughs> ready, ready. But it's just like, do I trust you, trust you? You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's tough. All of these things. Add to that level of the post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Because with the trauma that we're going through, we we there's no there's no um, facing it, right? Like we can't sit there and say, you know, COVID, you did this to me, but I'm over it, kind of thing. Because COVID is an ever-evolving kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? And it this it, it just ran up on us. It did what it did, and it's just like to me, I'm more worried for the people like. My man lost his mother and father in two weeks. Is he is he seeing help? Is he getting help? Like he's, he's talking. He's to so he's so busy handling his business that it's just like he has to be strong till he's not. When I lost my father, I lost my yeah. father, and um, he passed September third, twenty sixteen. I w- I just I had to handle so much of his affairs. Me and my siblings and stuff like that. I, me and my, you know, not. I hope I don't offend my other siblings, but me and my sister kind of took lead mm-hmm. with running around doing most of the, the um, arrangements for my father's funeral. And then, um, you know, since my father's <laughs> been passed, I've kind of take lead on like, making sure his household still runs without him being there or whatever. I say that all that to say this: I was in the hospital for my own situation in November 2017, right? And that was the first time I allowed myself to cry and just process everything. Because I was just running around busy with everything else. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a chance. So I was sitting in the hospital. I was alone. Like my wife had went to do something or whatever. I'm just sitting in the hospital. And I just bawled out, started crying. And I knew it wasn't because of me being in the hospital for whatever I was there for. It was was because I finally had a chance to like process. Grieve. So I say that to say... A lot of people are just going to last out of nowhere, snap. Not snap, but like let it all out because they're not. Losing people like that. Yeah. I mean. That's your foundation. The the person I told you who lost their mother, father, brother, and uncle. That that was their whole world. They lost them in the span of two weeks. That's unfathomable. It's it's four years later and I'm still. I I still haven't allowed myself to say, yeah, my father's gone. In my head, I kind of play it like, you know, I haven't seen him in a while. Mm. But I, I don't I don't let myself really take it in as he's gone, you know? Like, I I look at pictures, I keep a picture of him in my wallet, look at pictures in my wallet, I think about stories. I talk to my siblings, they talk about stories. I think about the things my dad did, and he's still in my heart. But I say that to say, it's like, yo... That was my situation. I'm four years going in, and I'm I still four years removed. Yeah, 
I think the, the thing about it is everybody's going to have to have talks, whether it be with a sibling, family member, whatever, or a professional at some point, right? Because honestly, I would say for the most part, we did a pretty good job of adapting, realizing this whole mask and everything like that. That six feet is the new normal kind of thing. Some of us have ignored it, but for the most part, the masses have like gotten on board and adapted, but it's not normal. So even to call it the new normal, it's not normal. It's not a normal situation. We as um, human beings are a social people, a social group. Mm -hmm. We like to be um, around each other. You know what I mean? We like contact and I mean, I like to eat outside at restaurants just as much as the next guy, but yeah. I want the option to be able to eat in, and that's not an option right now. It, it took so it's like, it took two months for me and my wife to start eating from outside entities, like picking mm, up food, like ordering food comfortably. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like for for the first two months, our anniversary was April seventh. We got takeout on April seventh. But from that to like the beginning of June, nothing. We was eating home, either quick meals or cooked meals, kind of stuff like that. Not going out, fast food, none of that stuff. <clears throat> so it's it, it's just it's just all that is tough, right? Because it's just like, you know, some people lost their job due to COVID, right? Couldn't get unemployment, right? Then they started losing their family members. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? People close to me, like yo. They they haven't had checks since late February, early March. We in June hasn't had one paycheck since then. So how they they lost people and stuff like that. I could I can only imagine what's going through their head, and that's not one particular case. That's a lot of people in this country. Mm-hmm. At one time we had fifty million people unemployed. I think the numbers jumped down. Now we're in like thirty somethings going into twenty something. Fifty million at the peak. Fifty million people unemployed. And and when they do that number, right? That's who they qualify as actively seeking. If if, if they don't consider you actively seeking and stuff like that, you're just not part of the employment kind of thing. Oh, so they caveat some people out. Not even part of the. Um equation with that one and then on top of all of that we've had to deal with George, George, uh, George, George Floyd, Floyd the protests Ahmed Aubrey Breonna Taylor Breonna Taylor we still haven't got her, her just due yes. and it's to me it's just another example of how we fail black women in this country even more so than black men because sometimes we get a little sympathy from black men but from black women we Breonna caveat Breonna Taylor has to be the forefront um, there is stuff being done like on a political level, they're trying um, the no knock warrant. I believe is uh, gonna be um, what's the word? They're getting rid of it. Yeah, you know what I mean, because that was the case in that scenario. Uh, the police had the no knock warrant, but that still doesn't get the justice that she deserves for being killed. Yeah, in that fashion. So, yeah, uh, we got to keep Breonna Taylor's name. Out there circulating, and she was a civil servant too. She she may not have been a cop, but she was a um, paramedic. She also a civil servant, also saving lives, also putting their life on the line, dealing with COVID, being on the front line. She was what they called um, essential personnel, essential workers. Now, yeah, 
But then what happened to this kid, Elijah McNeil? Yeah. That I forgot his last name, yeah. but um, in Colorado, the same yeah. Aurora, Colorado, the same police department who safely brought in the the the, 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 the Batman killer, the guy who shot up the people in the Batman movie with the red hair, crazy looking stuff like that, and. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they haven't said it or not, and I, and and God forgive me, I don't want to assume. But watching videos of the guy, he seemed to seem like he was very timid. You know, they say he's an introvert. To me, I feel like the way that I've seen the presentation of him, he might have been on the spectrum of mm-hmm. autism, right? Maybe highly functional, maybe highly functional, but. Just, and, and, and God forgive me, I'm not judging someone. I felt he might have been on the spectrum. You know how some people don't get diagnosed, but they're on the autism spectrum? Mm-hmm. That's the way he was. And it's just like, people don't understand, like, when people have mental issues undiagnosed, they don't interact with people the same way. And and that's my thing with the whole defund the police situation. You say defund the police, people get riled up and crazy. And like, what does that mean? A lot of them don't even know that, like, you want to get rid of cops. and That's not what it means. That's not what it means. It's taking money from there and putting it elsewhere that may be more beneficial in the community. And situations like that where you have somebody who is maybe mentally challenged or, as you say, on the spectrum, police are not trained to deal with those kind of people. But there are professionals who have been trained to handle... um, you know, mentally challenged individuals. Yeah. And those are the ones who should be called in those instances. Not a cop with a gun who's just ready to lock somebody up or kill somebody. It's just not, you, it doesn't you make just, sense. You just said something that touched me clear in the heart. This is this is a PSA I have to all people, especially non-minority people. You take, however you fall in that classification you form. Stop calling the police on people because activities they're doing to you is suspicious when they're not doing nothing that affects you. How many times is a black man in a location doing, God, whatever, walking, walking home from the store, this and other, and they're suspicious? Listen, y'all got to chill. This 911 is, is this, an emergency this number. This blanket you look suspicious Emergency. activity thing is abuse. No one's saying yeah. the abuse of the 911 suspicious activity claims. Everything I want that suspicious. to be a bill. That should be that, a bill that, that's that's, Because my thing you, about it is, it's like, yo, every time someone do something, every time someone gets killed in these situations, there was a phone call of them being suspicious. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, he's walking down the street, but his mannerisms were different. Oh, he was in a location that I didn't think he should need to be in. Mm-hmm. How many people are in their own goddamn condo complex, going to the gym, going to... The, and someone who all of a sudden feels like they know everybody in the building said, you know what? I've never seen them mm-hmm. before, so they don't belong here. They're suspicious. Mm-hmm. You don't know everybody. And that, whatever happened to, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? You know what I mean? Start a conversation with them. No, let's call the cops. Let them talk to them. You know, that's... Because the, the, the onus is, oh, I felt in fear of my life. A lot of times, they could, you feel fear in life? Go into your goddamn apartment, lock the door, and mind your goddamn business. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. How many times it was, exactly. it was been as simple as, you know what? You don't feel comfortable. I, I get it. 
you don't feel comfortable, you don't know the person, stuff like that, the person's not engaging in you, go home. You know where this comes from, though, a lot. And I'm not saying... The slave patrol and runaway slaves kind of thing? No, that's a whole other story. I Mm -hmm. was going with... And even before, the whole George Zimmerman thing. Yeah. Everybody's part of, like, a neighborhood watch now. Yeah. You know, even with Ahmaud Arbery, citizens arrest. Bro, we live different in the black community. Mm -hmm. Mind your business. Listen. It's it's an underused phrase. I think we need to bring that shit back. Mind your business. You you know, in, in this country, if black people started to arrest white people for doing random shit under the guise of citizen arrest, you know how fast the law would be made? Especially if he was walking around with guns doing this shit. <laughs> I'm making a citizen's arrest. You know what I'm saying? So It's crazy. Let me go to the next question. Next question is, between corona and the protest, how do we unplug? Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I sit home, I see the protests, I see Corona updates, and I, sometimes I go to the to the place where it's just like, yo, I know I got enough money in the bank to bury myself, and that and and that's all I can control right now. Which which is a wild, crazy statement for me yeah, to make. How are you thinking? You thinking Be, about burying yourself? I think to myself, I'm not going to leave a financial obligation for anyone mm-hmm. to bury me, and 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 at the end of at the end of the day, that's my core worry because I feel like it's so much you can't control hmm. so I know I need to speak to somebody because in my head that comes that comes across yeah, that, a lot that, of times that shouldn't be the thought you're having um, I get but, sick I send an email out this is where all my financial accounts are this is how much money I have in the bank I don't want a fancy funeral I, I sent that email out to my family before oh my god that's I'm wild not, that's it, wild listen bro. listen it sounds crazy and maybe yeah. I do need to speak to someone, but at the end of the day, I worry about being a financial burden. You just you have a will and a, um, a what you call it, power of attorney. Yes, just have that yes. set up. You won't have yes. to send out emails every time you get sick. Like, listen, it's, 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 just it's have a new that game. set up. So, like, how do we unplug? What do you? What is your opinion? How do we unplug between the corona and the protests and the civil unrest? Like, how do we? We unplug? play with fireworks. <laughs> Even the fireworks, That's what we've been doing. the fireworks are bothering me now because I feel They're like bothering you. I feel like it's more than usual. For some reason, it is more than usual. It's I to me. I just feel like it's like I seen a video of a guy. He had fireworks. It looked like a rocket launcher on his shoulder, and it was. It looked like missiles was coming out of it. Regular dude <laughs> in Brooklyn in the street busting that off, and I'm thinking to myself. The firecrackers are getting more and more. Remember, M80 was the biggest deal yeah, when we was a kid. Yeah, Not, like, like, or the half a stick of dynamite was the biggest thing. <sighs> now they got rocket launchers. It was literally, he put it on his shoulder. It was this long on his shoulder. Is it colorful? <laughs> I need one of those. <sighs> I love it fireworks. It looked like rocket launchers. You I know love what fireworks. Saying? It actually is therapeutic and, to me. And then with all the civil <laughs> unrest, people are, sh- you know, people are shooting. You know, not to say only cops are shooting people, but you know the cops killing people. People are are, are getting tired and fighting with the cops, and then Yo, you hear bro, these firecrackers. Honestly, How do you not know that's gun? For, like I'm never going to Chicago. The way they make it seem like I want people to think we're ignoring the black on black crime issue, but yes, we are killing each other, and for some reason in Chicago, it is at an alarming rate. I like, think I don't know what the hell's going I think on out one, there. Last it sounds week or the like week the before, wild, wild it, west. Last week or the week before, they had a weekend when twenty six people were killed. 
Father's Day weekend. It was. I think that was the weekend. It was sick. I don't. I don't know what's going on out there. I'm like, we barely just got back outside. (laughs) And y'all shooting people like that. Yo, I know gangs is heavy and everything in Chicago, but God damn, y'all can't be shooting each other every day. Every day you got beef? My G, you was just inside for two months. Like, what what beef do you have that carried on? You've been outside for two days. Yo, I don't know, but that's... And and I, that's one thing I am disappointed in Obama for, being that he was from Chicago. He was a political figure there before he became president. He didn't do enough to fix that situation. Chicago needs some specific attention. You know what I mean? But you know why it hasn't got that specific attention? Why? Because they're okay with us killing us. Mm-hmm. They're okay with that. And I, I hear what people say when they say, oh, you, 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 Black Lives Matter want to protest this, and they're all upset when a cop kills a young black youth. But where's that same energy when was going on in Chicago? My, my thing about it is you got to address that we're, issue. We're not. Pay- we're paying police officers to protect and serve yeah, everybody. It's a different responsibility. Not just some people. So when your protecting and serve is leading to the death of African-American people at a higher rate than anybody else, and we're a smaller rate of the population, there has to be some bias investigated on that. I was having a conversation oh, with someone. Go ahead. Wait, this is what I had a, a gentleman from my base. We had back and forth on Facebook, and he says the same statistics. He says... Well, white people are twice killed twice as much by police than black people. But he realizes that we are a much smaller percentage of the population. And the twice as strong is not, it's not, it's not officially twice. It's a little bit more, but it's not officially twice. Because I've had a, a, yeah. a white police officer show me the statistics. And I said to him, not to cut you off, but he showed me it was like 479 white people killed by the cops. And it was like 237 or 248 something. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. then I said, do you understand that it's more than twice as many white people than black people, but the mm-hmm. number's not that far disparate. I told him, if 25 people are killed by, by the police in one particular, you know, kind of simple size, and you take in consideration the pop, population of the people, and so many more are black than white, that's a problem. So when, he, so it it says, should match the population. Yeah, it should. That's what I'm telling you. I'm like, you give me these numbers, but you, it's not sinking into you. You're reading these numbers differently than I am. Yeah. Because then he says, oh, the reason behind that, he said 50%. What did he say? 50% of crime is committed by black people. That's I don't know false. where that number came from. That is false. That's, pulling, that's, that's pulling the number out, out that's your what ass. That's what he said. To, so to, he to, to he said that's on. the reason why um, so many black people are killed by cops. Because 50, black people are 50% of the criminals, basically, is what you're saying. And I was just like. You know when somebody says something that you just like, okay, what? yeah, okay, yeah. So that was one of those moments, and I'm like, yo, you believe in this hype? I said our communities are policed differently. Yeah, you, you go look and you'll find when there's five cop cars in, in, in my two or three block area, and there's only one patrolling the other area that's full of Caucasians. Or others, whatever. You don't think they're gonna see something? You don't think they're gonna search and find something now? I t- I told an officer that I talked to right because during this pandemic I've been talking to cops, like messaging them, like you know. And mm-hmm. I've I've one cop really cool. 
you know, white cop, and it's just like we always sharing situations back and forth. And I, I feel I, I commend him, right? Because mm-hmm. I always come at him with like, look at this, look at this, and he doesn't lose patience with me. He yeah. really engaged. But then it's, it's just sort of like you know, I told him like, yo, you don't whether you want to agree it or not. When officers approach white people during the situation, they approach it like, you know what? Let's let's figure this all out. Let's get all the details and stuff like that. But they approach black people with this escalation where it's just like they're going to stamp out the situation as soon as possible and doesn't really take a lot of time to figure out the details and the moving parts. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say till I cuff you. Let me cuff you first. And I like, show so many videos of that and, and then he goes, well, you know, um, well, you know what? He'd rather be safe than sorry. I'm like, then if you're not going to approach white people with that same attitude, then you're not yeah. policing unbiasedly. Yeah, you're not doing it equal. That's all we saying. We want equality. We that's want, the, that's the thing that, that blows energy. my mind. Keep that same energy for everybody. I, I, if I, it's I, protocol that y'all have to come up and cuff people to cuff have a discussion everybody. with them, okay. But I want to see you doing it all the time across the board. And, and then I, the one thing I say to the officer, and I was like, yo, do you understand Black people are not asking for special treatment. <laughs> We're not asking for you to just treat us so much yes. better than everyone else. We want fair treatment. Equality is that I want you to treat me the same way you treat that other person. I don't want you to make me king of the king yeah. of the city and make that person a pauper. If you want to treat them like a pauper, <laughs> treat me like a pauper. If you want to treat them like a king, treat me like a king. I want equality. I want it to be equal. Yeah. And some of them are losing their minds that we're fighting for equality. Did you see, um, I forgot where it was, where they had their line of cops and they was dropping their, their cuffs and stuff. They, they call themselves quitting the force. Yeah. I'm, I applaud that. If you feel that strongly, oh, this was because they ch- they had the bill of the no chokehold. Yeah, they were they were no longer allowed to use the chokehold. They're so offended and upset it's by this. My mind. They want to because quit co- their job. Cops are getting upset. They're getting arrested for using chokeholds <laughs> and knees to necks. Every time they use since Floyd, every time they use a knee to the next situation, they get arrested and they they they're pissed by that. They're losing their mind. Like about it's it. a necessity to to do the job. That but this is the thing. You just exposing yourself, bro. We don't want people like you on the force to begin with. So yeah. I'll gladly accept your resignation. Good luck going to be a security guard or whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Where you probably can choke somebody out. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't know. But I was like, wow. It was a few of them. I don't see. I was trying to the video that I seen. I didn't really see any black cops, but did them sprinkled in and out? You oh, know what I'm saying? Sure but them. And my, my thing about it is, is just like to get back to the question, how do we unplug from all of this? Besides for the shit that Corona put you through, now it's the civil unrest. Probably. Like, what are you looking forward to doing right now without you considering Corona or the civil unrest? Bro, our people, we didn't have to deal with so much bullshit for the last however many years. We're conditioned. We're we're adapters. We're conditioned to handle whatever bullshit comes our way. Yeah. So that's how I feel like we don't need to do nothing special. You know what I mean? To to bounce back from this or or, or to handle, you know, the post corona society. We just go and doing what we do. We're gonna party, we're gonna bullshit. <laughs> we go I, I don't I don't we gonna live the life. My thing about it is I'm dealing with the trifecta of looking for a new job, the corona, the civil unrest, and it's just like, 
to me, it's just like it's. I have trouble unplugging my brain about it, right? Because it's just like I'm not looking forward to any dates for the rest of the year. I'm not looking forward to Christmas. I'm not looking forward to Fourth of July next weekend, mm. Thanksgiving. None of that means anything to me. I'm looking to see can I make it to 2021 and will it be a better better year? Because 2020 has been trash. Yeah, this year is pretty bad. I, I just you know, don't. The only, you know how this year is gonna end in November? Which, if you, you say Trump to, coming back, you know how this year is gonna end. It's only par for the course. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. It's, it's it, like that's gonna happen. I don't, I don't know how. How do we unplug, right? Because it's just like it's like you know the news that have you wilding out, the inequality, the corona. There's just like you know. Things that I used to love, like I used to love going to the movies two to three times a month, if the not movies more. Movies may never come back. If they do I, come, I'm, I like that deal with, with 1999, and you get the movie for two days and watch it in the comfort of your own home, pop your own popcorn. It's a much cheaper. I can take all the kids to that movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, got, I got I got a nice 65 inch TV there in my, 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 my living room. Put some surround sound on that bad boy. It feels as big as a small little movie theater kind of thing. But it's just like, you know, what do you look forward to? There's nothing yeah. I look forward to because even traveling, traveling puts you at a higher risk. So flying is not really a thing for me. You can't live in fear, my brother. I know you say you that. Can't live in fear. You say that, but to me, that's the post-traumatic stress disorder that I'm suffering from. It's just like, you know, I don't know how to get back to normal. I'm watching people act like they, like even when I was walking outside of the studio, I'm seeing people walking around with no mask on, all close and chill and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, what's wrong with you? I'm the one who has the issue, right? Because I'm the one who's being bothered by them doing regular activity. But to me, I'm just like, what's wrong with them? Do they not see what we're seeing? I need to unplug. How do I unplug? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think maybe you should like meditate. That's always been my go-to. Yeah. You, There's hotlines I could call and stuff, but on a serious us, talk to other people like you, yeah. like who feel the way you feel. The reason why I'm being so open about this, I want people to be comfortable to realize, like, yo, sometimes you need to check your mental health and be mm-hmm. like, yo, am I good? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because we lash out, we have arguments with people, we become sensitive, yeah. and we just like, what is what is driving this hostility that you have? What's what's confusing you? I would say try to keep your family or, or be even closer with your family, but then even that could go left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's that's my thing. If anything, during this time, we've had to spend a lot more time yeah. with family members, you know what I mean, and those close to us because everybody else was being separated and quarantining yeah. and whatever. Um. So lean on that. Lean on those, your loved ones, who understand you, who have your back. And I guess you could find some solace in in, in that. Yeah, That's all I could think of. But I'm just going to keep living the way I've been. Yeah. To me, I I feel like America wants us to pull and pray. And pull and pray, for anyone who knows, is like when you're not using, you know, protection, you decide that, in the last minute, instead of ejaculating in, inside the woman, you pull and you pray that you didn't get her pregnant. <laughs> I, I feel like that's dangerous. Feel like they want us to live like that? I, I, I feel like that's what we're, that's the way we're opening back up. That's what we're doing. We're like, yo, we're opening back up. Hey, hopefully you won't get sick. Good luck. Yeah, because we're going to get to a point. We're going to open up probably close to all the way back up. And this thing's going to spark up again. 
They're not closing back down. They're gonna be like it's too. It would be too much of financial hit to close back down again. So you could either stay in, keep yourself hunkered down and away from everything, but if you come outside, it's open. I I think the first wild moment it's gonna have is when God forbid I'm not even gonna say our boy, an athlete gets corona and he's too important to the game to the season and they be like yo just play through it. Then if. You know who our boy is in basketball, yeah, so I'm not even going to use our boy, about. right? But let's just say somebody else. Let's just say, and I'm a hater. Let's just say Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> right? And Paul George gets sick. And it's just like, or, G- or Giannis. I'm not going to say our boy, right? <laughs> Are they going to shut down? Uh, Are they no, going to allow their can. team to, you know what I'm saying? You got to play through it. That's why I had conversations with, uh, my boys on the Facebook group because they was like, oh, it's going to be an asterisk with this championship, whoever wins the championship. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I, I figured it at a negative. I thought he was saying asterisk like um, it's not as deserving. Yeah. But I feel like this would probably be one of the most deserving Hell championships yeah. ever. You fought through you that motherfucker. all of this. You had yeah. months off. You come back. You playing in a bubble. No fans. Yeah. The games feel totally different. Regardless who wins this NBA championship, we're going to talk about that in a whole yeah, another section. But regardless, I respect you. I'm not going to caveat your situation because you. it's not like other people got suffered from corona and you didn't, so you no, good. Everybody. everybody was everybody was equally you know, exposed, equally had a chance, and you luck was on your side. I'm not... A lot of people taking away... I don't take... I'm kind of a uh, Kawhi hater because of the way they pushed him against LeBron. But, yo, Kawhi got his ring. He gets his props and stuff like that. The thing I, I show people, it also makes me hate it, is, we'll talk about it more, it's like Toronto looks equally as good with Ka- Kawhi out. Oh, mm-hmm. they, their record is better this year than it mm-hmm. was with Kawhi. It's better. Mm-hmm. Kawhi sat out a lot last year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But still, you lose a player that magnitude and your team is still that good. That's why and they wouldn't have won if Golden State was healthy. But. That's why, like, even, don't get it twisted. This is another haterism. Jordan. Jordan's great. I can't take away from him. When Jordan left, the Bulls was a slap finger. Uh, Hubert Davis slapped. Scottie Pippen slapped Hubert Davis' fingers and they called a foul. If it wasn't for that, the Bulls would have mm-hmm. went to the championship again that next year. Not mm-hmm. to take away from Jordan, but that was a good team. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times superstars, you know. Anyway, we'll talk more about that <laughs> when we talk sports. So, um, this to unplug, and and that's the only thing I look forward to unplugging, like the sports. Sport. That'll be the one thing that I could go home. I watch ESPN highlights of stuff that happened fifty years ago, twenty years ago. I was watching the WNBA. I watched game the draft. I watch the WNBA draft. draft every single pick. And and not to wow. be disparaging, <laughs> please don't make me sound like a sexist, but wow. I'm not a WM I'm not a huge WNBA fan. Mm-hmm. Right? I know some of the girls, but I don't watch it like I should as a supporter, right? And I have a niece who really likes to play basketball. So for her, I'm trying to get the interest so that when she I'm not saying she's gonna make it to the WNBA, but as she progress to you know, high school and maybe through college, mm. I could be one of those fans like Kobe was trying to make it. But I said, I said I've never watched a WNBA draft, let alone yeah. watch pick one to thirty something the end of the draft. I know Liberty got number one. So yeah, Sabrina Udesco, she was a good player. Yeah. But I say that to say this: that that's something I need for normal. Mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? Going outside, like going to the club and stuff like that. I wasn't doing that much like that before then. I'm definitely not doing that now. You know, movie theaters, like you said, if I really want to see a movie and it costs $20 for me to watch it from home, I'm cool with that. Because when I took my wife to the movie theaters, we bought popcorn, maybe some candy and stuff like that. I spent almost $50 doing that. (laughs) I spent $20-something on our tickets, $20-something on refreshments. So if I spend $20 and then I could have a dollar store, my own refreshments, a a hot pocket or some shit like that, something simple, (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah, and and if the, off the off chance me and my wife tired and we fall asleep during that movie, I have it for twenty four hours or 40, 48 hours to watch it again. So I'm okay with that. I say that to say it's unplugging, it's unwinding. It's it's tough to find that cookie cutter way of how do we all unplug. You also got to go back to what I try to instill install in my kids and something I'm trying to do more of now is reading. Yes, you gotta put your head in the book. You want to go someplace I've been else? trying to learn skills, skills I didn't have before. Okay. That's a good one, too. Computer yeah. programming, trying to create Teach an app, yourself. things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. And it's frustrating. One other night, I was up all night trying to fix some programming on an app. And I'm like, my G, go to sleep. Yeah, You've never done this before in your life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not going to try it one day, two days, and all of a sudden. But I tried it, to study computer science my freshman year of college, and it was it's very tough. tedious. Yeah. Very, very tedious and Because you putting a space in code where so it shouldn't have been a space the changes the entire thing and won't run. And you think <laughs> it to yourself, I wrote exact I spent an hour the other day. I wrote exactly what they said and they couldn't find the file. Couldn't find the file. And the way it looked on the screen, there was a space. I took the space out, they found the file. I spent the hour. And, and you know that's the kind of craziness, but that's what I try to. Last question on this mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder is Trump changing his protest in Tulsa. You think he did it to prevent more civil unrest? Because he said that before that whole thing, no one's never heard of Juneteenth. He made Juneteenth famous. <laughs> and I go back to my history. He right? takes credit for everything. I go back to my history. Uh, Facebook gives you history. The year before. And last year, I said something to my peoples. Happy happy Juneteenth, y'all. This mm-hmm. is our July 4th. We should turn up. We should create things. And I don't want credit for it, but we've been new about Juneteenth. So maybe to you no, and your no, population. No, no, no. Yes, that's the thing. To those Caucasians. That, that's the Christopher those, Columbus syndrome. Those Trump supporters who might have one black friend or don't really know black people like that, they had no idea what yeah. Juneteenth was. Yeah. So in their estimation, he did. He brought yeah. it to light to them. That's who he's speaking to. You got to understand, when he's talking, he's not talking to you and I. He's talking to a totally different o- yeah. uh, audience. So yeah. you, it may sound crazy to us, but like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. But he's talking to a totally different o- audience, and they understand his it's, crazy. It's the appropriation. It's just like, you know, Beyonce would have box braids and all different stuff for years, and then Kim Kardashian throwing box braids, and they're just like, the newest trend. Forget box that, braids. That goes back to um, what's her name, Jones. Um, those braids. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's 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 just so it's just so tough the appropriation of it. But like, so do you think he moved that that protest because of not wanting to make more civil unrest or now wait because I know he did have the rally. He had it the next. He moved it to the next day. Oh, the rally was supposed to be on Juneteenth. On Juneteenth, the exact day. Oh, and he moved it to the next day. See, and his sidebar, he had a 
very small turnout and he was very hurt by it. But people are still scared of Corona. Corona's not over for people. People don't want to pack in $20,000, 20,000 mm, seats see. right next to each other. So 6,200 showed. And of course, you know, fake news. I Trump think he saying, did it to try to say that he does have love and respect, some love and respect for black people. So that's why he moved it. I, I believe it's a political game. Yeah. Trump plays the game. He knows it. So I ain't going to even deny him that. He plays it well, too. Yeah. But it definitely, that's what it was for. It wasn't out of respect. It wasn't because I have so much respect and love and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to keep my black supporters from showing up on that day. It was, yeah. you know, I, I, could, I, I think I the, this to my the biggest thing we, we, we fail to realize or we just don't think about it is like America's the number one capitalist country, you know, capitalist system country in the world. And we're being ran by a master salesman. Trump has no political savvy. He has no sophistication. He doesn't have no think of people, but he knows how to sell. I ask any and all of the friends or family who I know are Trump supporters and, you know, vote for Trump. Why do you think he's qualified to be in that position? What you, the same answer, maybe in different ways, but it's the same answer. He's rich? Oh, he helped me. I made some money. Why? You know, he helped me. He made me some money. That's the, that's the answer all the time. Or either I may I had to pay less taxes, or or I'm making money. My 401k is higher than it's ever been. And I, it's all goes down to the money, right? That's what they feel. And I say, well, yeah. I said it, that may be true. I said, but don't you feel like he divided the country? Mm-hmm. You know, more so. I feel like more so divisive. now. My, you know, I don't have a kid. My nephew, my nieces, my godchildren, stuff like that. I feel like they're more likely to be affected personally through discrimination, racism, some kind of assault now more than a long time because of him. The thing, the things that he say out of his mouth and the people who receive it, uh, how they receive it, are fired up. You know what I mean? So not only is he not trying to be bipartisan and bring the sides together, he's purposely causing more of a wedge. Yeah. And that's why it goes back to our earlier conversation. I'm independent. I'm not saying all Republicans are bad. I'm not saying all Democrats are great. You know what I mean? I want to know what you guys are doing before I pick a side, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And those Trump supporters, it's like Republican, Republican, Republican. I'm like, do you even listen to what these people say? Because they say some dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. Dumb stuff. Yeah. And I'd be like, you just so staunch. Like, fuck the Bloods and the Crips, man. Republican and Democrat, that's the biggest gang war there is right now. Forget <laughs> that. My next relationship, I want my woman to love me the way that a cop loves other cops. That love cops have for other cops or just protecting the, the notoriety of being a cop. I've I've watched with cops something. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. It's like, nah, you got to understand. If he don't do that, then how would that person understand yeah. to respect him the next time? That's the thing. I've been in the military 20 years, my G. 20 years I've been in the military. I'm never offended by somebody who might have something negative to say about the military. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what their experience has been. 
And I'm not ignorant enough to think that everything in the military is great. Yeah. In fact, I know it's not. So just because somebody has negative views on the military and I'm part of the military, I'm not going to be offended by that or yeah. like that. But I've, I've never loved none of my jobs enough to be offended. Like you could have literally <laughs> cursed out my job and said, they're the devil. And I'd be like, yeah, my, until I find another one, this is what pays my mortgage. You, you, know? you know what I'm saying? On that note, that's how you do it. But not... Oh, don't you dare talk about... But I hate the flag with the blue stripe on it. I, I really do. That's the that's the pro-police flag. Yeah, yeah. I just the, think it's the dumbest the thing ever. Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives is not a thing. Yeah, but wait. Nobody's offended when you say Blue Lives Matter. But so many are offended say when you say lives Black matter. Lives Matter. I don't get it. Like, okay. And it's, it goes against the flag. Are, like, you're not supposed to do that to the flag. Are cops, you know, and, and don't get it switched. I'm not anti-cops at all. Like I said, some of my best friends are cops, literally. But are cops being killed at an alarming rate? They're not. And they live and they work a dangerous job. job. And they're still not being killed at an alarming rate. Black people are being killed and persecuted at an alarming rate. And that's why we're calling attention to it. I never hear when someone says, oh, man, this species is endangered. We have to protect it. People saying, after elephants, my cat life matters too. No, people don't do that. Nope. Forget AIDS. What about the people with cancer? People don't do that. So I don't understand the disparaging of Black Lives Matter, why it's so offensive to people. They don't like the phrase. It's crazy. Let's go to um, this next topic. What's next when the protests stop? Right, because it's just like you know, we've seen the last week or no, so. The, the, the protests don't stop until the bills get the bills get. Um, but the, the protest energy has, let's be honest, has died down and a little bit. It's not as frequent. They're still happening, but it's not down. And with anything that's so hard to sustain, we expect that. But we gotta have what's the, what's our follow up to the protest? Like I, I, but I the only next did thing behind protests. the protest was the votes, mm-hmm. voting, and then after the voting. Holding those um, elected officials accountable. Yeah. Before with the them. voting happens, we have to have initiative to educate ourselves about who are we voting for. Yes, absolutely. A lot of times, and I'm going to be honest, in prior years, I've been better about it the last couple of years. But like, you know, let's say 2000, after 2012, I've been trying to. But before 2012, when I voted and stuff. I didn't really look at the candidates till I got into the thing. <laughs> into the then, then, then after that, I started like, you know what? When I get something in the mail, I read about the person. If I'm interested, I do a little research. Now I'm trying my best to be like, yo, nah, I don't like what they did, kind of stuff like that. Oh, I've seen this. Oh, I've seen what they've been involved with. Let me I see. I would just Google their platform. That's what I did. Which is Google. good, but a lot of people don't do that until it's the day to vote. Day to vote. A lot yeah. of people go to vote one person and then they vote everybody else who's under that person. Yeah. So you know we have to inform ourselves. We have to like my next evolution of being a a, a person who's who's part of their community is politically I'm, conscious individual. I have to start attending city council meetings and seeing what's on the agenda and seeing if I can get things that I feel affect me and mine onto the agenda. Yeah, I've never attended one of those. I haven't either. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know when it happened. So I, you got to inform yourself about things like that. Right, because I always tell people, ever since we had the platform, it's just like, yo, we we got to make our voices being heard. And it's not no success always being rah-rah. It's about how we make our money work. Mm-hmm. Right, because the reason why 
some people cater to African Americans. It's not always necessarily just for that that one vote. It's how we spend our money. Mm-hmm. You make something hot in the African American community, and you're making money. Listen, that Popeye chicken sandwich before it was out, but it was when black people started going all crazy about the chicken sandwich. It started selling out. When no one knew about it, when no one was saying nothing, that, that chicken sandwich was just a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Black people started that's saying... one thing. They do respect. They do not respect us as a people. They respect our economical human, influence. They respect the dollar. They respect the dollar. They, you know, may, not, they may not respect our vote soon respect. enough because so many... And this is... You might think I'm crazy, bro. As I'm becoming more informed and more aware... At one point, I was come. I'm still against most of Trump's practices when it comes to how he handled illegal immigration, yeah. separating kids from their families, and everything like that. I'll never be in support of that. But as far as his stance on making immigrate illegal immigration a priority and keeping the illegal immigrants out, I kind of support that because I listened to uh, I forgot who it was who was saying. It doesn't play into our interests, especially as minorities, black people in general. The more illegal immigrants that are over here and come over here and use up the resources that we have, whether it be um, financial or otherwise in the system, it then devalues us. Because then the politicians are going to cater more to them and their needs than ours. Because it's more than I get that. You see as, what I'm as, as, as a natural born citizen of the United States, I get that, you know. But at the same time, as an oppressed black person, it's hard for me to really be like, yo, to me, it, sometimes there's a classism that exists. And I don't disagree with you. I, I, I agree with you. But sometimes it, my conflict is, is that, you know, I'm oppressed here in this country and then I'm watching them oppress another population and I'm cheering on the same. I'm cheering on my oppressors who's oppressing them while they're still oppressing me. That's why sometimes I get teased about it in my family in the circles about how much so that I'm I'm kind of like, you know, it hurts me when I see gay people oppressed or gay people get saying, oh, the, the, the immorality of their lifestyle. Even though I, you know, even if I'm not quote unquote, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm so Oh, pro gay, and this is how life is. I'm pro yo. People got to live their lives. That's how they choose to live their life. So who am I as an oppressed person going to oppress other people? It's sort of like the Mean Girls Club. Okay, we're gonna pick on you, but you know they're worse than you. So you should join with me while we pick on the people who's worse than you. Who gets to decide that? Mm-hmm. That's my only conflict with you know. I do understand the constraints that illegal immigrants do form. You know. My parents are immigrants, but they're legal immigrants. But I know some people couldn't go the legal route. And I get that. And, you know, you know, America being the land of, you know, better opportunity, I get that. I just don't like the way that illegal immigrants are treated. You know what I'm saying? Because putting cages, sleeping yeah. on the floors, no, things of that nature. That. You know what I'm saying? It becomes like, yo, that's I'm the for, modern day slavery. I'm for the prevention, not yeah. the treatment. Um, when they're over here, I do understand the like the need for the prevention, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the inhumane treatment that really affects yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so with the um, getting past the protests, right? So, like we said, when the boycott stops, you know, how do we stop giving our money or using our money to spark a change? Like, where do we park our money? <laughs> like, the one good thing is. During this pandemic, because outside's been closed, I've been saving money. Like, 
I haven't. It's weird. Yeah, everybody should have. Right. It's it's weird. This is the first time in like years where it's just like I'm not living check to check. I prior years I would get depressed when I get paid, and people like, why would you get depressed? Because it was going out as soon as it was coming in, and to me it was just like I'm I'm living the rat race, and for the last six months, I haven't been living the rat race. Yeah. I don't even check. My account. My account anymore. (laughs) Because I know know I'm paying the bills and I know money's there. I'm not worrying about over debit or, you know, uh, you know, what's what's the thing when you spend money you don't have in the bank? What is that called? Overdraft. I'm not worrying about overdrafts. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I don't think about overdraft at all. And I'm not saying this in a flossing way. I'm saying this in a, wow, it's been a long time since I lived for so free. But at the same time, I do know the money needs to circulate sooner or later. Mm-hmm. How do we make our money circulate into the way that feeds our interest? Um, well, that's what I've been trying to do um, at least two, three times a week um, when I do buy lunch, because sometimes I bring my lunch. But when I do buy lunch, I try to find a black business in the community and support them and buy lunch from them. Yeah. I don't get to do it every day, but I, I do do that. Um, in my own neighborhood, I already support the black businesses that are there because that's what I'm surrounded by for the most part. Um, and then our people, our friends and stuff. Like yeah. the other night, I hit up um, I hit up my boy Lamar, our boy Lamar, and I bought one of his T-shirts. And then I hit up another friend of mine, um, this girl, Nastasia, she has a clothing line called Billy White. And I tried to purchase something from her, but she didn't have it yet. She was like, she's she's going to be getting it. That, so that's beautiful. I I'm like just that. just trying to hit up those who I know got black businesses and are trying to come up and support them. You know what I mean? Yeah. In any way I can. Um, and I'm going to try to do that regularly, at yeah. least once a week. And, and make it a normal it. thing. Make, make it, it a normal, normal thing. thing. Yeah. So that's what I, I know. We all know a number of people who got different hustles yeah. and who's selling something and you know just support them yeah. that's it you get you ain't spending that money at the club right now cuz the yeah. club ain't open yeah so go support them that way i want to do that it, but i also want to say that you know don't feel insulted if your particular black business i have no use for i i, I yeah. still support your pursuit of it but at the same time i'm not going to buy like maybe no offense anyone like sometimes people sell like um Costume jewelry, right? I don't really have a use for the costume jewelry. But then you could promote it. You don't have to I, necessarily I could buy it. it. I don't, you could promote I don't it on your buy page my wife costume jewelry. I don't buy my nieces, nephews, and stuff like that costume jewelry. But I still support what you're doing. Yeah, it's just not. I, I don't not believe in buying something just to 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 sit it away. Gonna collect dust. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can make me sponsor. Like you know, I buy this for a kid that really wants it. I I, I could do that. You know, mm-hmm. as my my duty of like you know being um. A philanthropist, you know. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So, um, what must a politician provide for your community to get your vote? I feel like a lot of times we don't hold them to the their foot to the fire to be like, "Yo, we need you to do this for our vote." I'm focused on the the main topic at hand with with the protests, and that's I I found out the number was what six billion dollars. The uh, NYPD was being uh, funds that are allocated for them, six yeah. billion dollars. I feel like that should be cut by a billion. That's what they're saying, they and use that billion, billion somewhere else. And how I explained it to people who are so up in arms about defunding the police, I'm like, how about we try to fix the problems 
that lead to the police being called. If we can take that money and invest it, and when I was coming up, we had the PAL. Yeah. Right, which is the Police Athletic League, ironically. We had the PAL. We had community centers that I would go to even when I was living out in Brooklyn. And that hour or two or whatever that I was there, especially during the summertime, kept me down. from being out in the streets doing some wild Free shit. lunch programs you know are going away. And before that, I used to hold people down. Exactly. Town Hall, I don't know if you remember Town Hall. Town Hall was up the block at the corner. And it's this, this this building. We used to go to after school programs, help us with homework, get mm-hmm. certificates and stuff like that. And they just shut down the program and we never came back. We need more programs like that in the community. People are wondering like, oh, these kids is wild. They shooting and da 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 da. If we can get to them before they get to, I had a conversation with my cousin about that. I said, once they at the point where they can squeeze a trigger and kill another black man or kill a man, period, they almost a, pretty much a lost cause. I think we need to get to the children before they get to that level. Have them become interested in something else outside of the street. Yeah. You know, put them on to something that they're not exposed to. Or, or just give them more knowledge you remember some that they're of you not getting and, in and, school. And the jobs you could get at 14... Yeah, it used to be like manual labor, like you clean in a park. So many things, and it should be computer-based programs for like for them to learn careers early, how to be a programmer, and you pay them to do that. I didn't even realize how little there is nowadays compared to what there was when we was coming up. Yeah, it's crazy. They they snatch these programs right before our eyes, and nobody's saying anything. And I'm like, it's no wonder these kids are bugged out. It's either they stuck inside on the video games or the tablets like my sons or they go outside and they end up in doing some crazy stuff in the street but you, you know it's the crazy thing i've been a fat boy all my life but i still was outside playing basketball with y'all active. going to stuff like that i just still was a fat boy now now these kids be like yo why i need to go outside for I got my phone. I got my computer system. They don't go outside anymore. And certain parents are okay with that because you know what they're thinking is? At least you get safe. here, you're safe. That's you know? sad. But that's not the way that's it's got to be. That's a bad trade-off between If there was these community lifestyle. rooms and these programs that the child could go outside and go to, yeah. you know, I feel like it would influence, especially I'm speaking in the, the minority communities mainly. Yeah. That's what I'm speaking to because those are where a lot of the problems are and those are who I relate to. So I know, I know that all the numbers of the, the criminal activity and these behaviors, I know they would drop drastically if these things were still available. Yeah. And then cops wouldn't need to do all the extras that they the have over-policing. to. over-policing. Yeah, the over-policing. It would actually help their jobs, make their jobs yeah. easier, and it would improve community you know, relations and all of that type of stuff. Are we going to say this one thing and then we'll, we'll talk briefly about the sports thing and then end the show? Just think of, I just have two programs off the top of my head. If we in New York City made a program, two things. One that taught kids how to, one, make video games, apps, and things like that, and you paid them to do it. And then two, allow them to be to, to be able to be in a creative fashion, learn how to make sneakers and fashion lines, and you pay them to do that. You did two of those programs, that would keep the kids busy, active, or... They'd be interested. Interested. They'd be interested. Because what kids care more about sneakers and video games? Yeah. Just two, just two, two simple programs that push these kids. And that's the thing. 
they it's like people people don't get it. I'm like you spending more money on policing because you're create creating more criminal activities. Yeah. You're creating more criminal behaviors by not giving our youth a better way, yeah. a way out. Something you you like, tell you us to saying? figure it out, but you don't give us options. I'm telling you, a sneaker program, a creative video game program, and you pay them on top of them, like some of you, to develop sneakers, to develop video games and apps that they like, yeah. develop the next TikTok, develop the next Yeezys. Or even, even if they're not getting paid, hey, now you can you can add this to your uh, your, your resume or, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it just helps to make you all but, around but my thing person. some of you you could have went and cleaned up the park which is cool and stuff like that but to me that's cleaning up the park is something like you make prisoners go clean do road yeah, road road, uh, road service and stuff like that young kids with, with active minds pay them even if it's minimum wage something small to learn computer skills so not, not only that you're paying them you're keeping them active you keep them out of trouble you're building skill sets you're creating careers for them Kids need to learn how to use computers in, in a more than filling out an application way. I don't understand how they were able to just they continue to give this money, you know, to police and other um, entities and just completely got rid of yeah. the programs that were vital in the community. Right. Now so, they see they're vital, hopefully. Definitely. All right, so we got five minutes. I want to discuss yeah. the bubble, sports in the bubble. <laughs> Are you cool with it? Are you cool with the guys like Kyrie who's saying that it's going to distract from the movement? We should start our own league. What do you think? Let's just have a quick discussion um, about that. I'm selfish. I love basketball. That's actually my favorite sport, but I love many sports. Um, I need it back. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I've been deprived for too long. I don't know if it'll work, honestly. I yeah. think it's going to be weird. No fans in the stands, guys playing. It's like going mm -hmm. to the gym. Back me playing at Rise, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just pick up games. If, um, if you want us to get back to normal, I need the sports. To me, yeah, that's a it, big element a, of my life. Normalcy. Mm -hmm. So it may even help people with, you know, like you said, their mental conditions. Is it, oh, sports is back. Yeah, Things it gives you something to look forward to. Again. You know what I'm saying? It makes America feel happy again, and just like you know, because it's just like. Even if we can't physically go to the stadiums for a little while, if I could watch live sports, yeah. to me it gives me hope on a better tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the mo it's finding the motivation for when things get better. Because right now it's just hard to survive through it, you know. Yeah. I do. I, the the thing is also is it's just like the enclosed communities of a bubble. How do we prevent people from being sick? It's a lot of moving pieces that's tough. Yeah. But I do think it's an essential to me. It's not essential like life and death, but it's essential in normal life and part of your, your mental health. It definitely is. I just, I can't, like we discussed earlier, how they're going to work it out when that evil virus continues to stick his head in there. Like, don't forget about me. Yeah. Such and such got COVID and got yeah. a big game tonight. He ain't playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now you're like, oh, damn, the game is going to be different. You know, you're like, are you going to still be as excited? You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't even care. I am just I just want to see them back on the court, on the field, because I think baseball is coming back before basketball. Yeah. And I don't even think they're operating in a bubble. But baseball, they, they, like, they, they, have some, they have this, you know, workage situation that's going on. To be honest with you, I don't even, I'm not looking forward to it because I don't even think the players want to be there. 
It's a lot of drama going on. My thing is, answer this question for me. That I've been kind of insulted, but I kind of understand where they're coming from. With people like Kyrie and other people saying that they feel like resuming sports will be a distraction for trying to get civil unrest. And I'm thinking to myself, throughout the history of time of protests, people had their jobs and protested too. You know what I'm saying? So why why can't sports continue where it's just like you're doing protests, you have off days, off moments you could protest during that kind of stuff like that? Like why does it have to be a complete shutdown? Like That's why right. can't we multitask? Exactly. And Kyrie and I think it was Dwight Howard or whatever, they made me upset, annoyed with that type of rhetoric because it's like, Bro, you you use that simple minded. You can't go. Do you can't your do job both. Like and still fight for the cause. It's like someone saying, "How do I be a parent and have a job? I can't do both." No, you got to <laughs> multitask. You got to yeah. be a parent and you got to have a job both to provide. Both things are important to you. Both things are important to you. And instead of thinking, "Okay, um, I'm gonna go do my job. I'm gonna go continue to be an athlete and entertain, but at the same time, I'm gonna incorporate my message in what I'm doing." So people don't forget, you know what I mean? I'm just like, he's so intellectual, he's dumb. Because how can you not see that not only um, can you do both at the same time, but you now have a bigger, better platform to do what you claim you want to do as far as fight the good fight, because you're now on TV more and and, and Kyrie so, ain't even playing. Like, yeah, he's hurt. It's, it's equally impressive <laughs> when, playing. while you're doing what you have to do like everybody else, you still take the time out and protest by both. Saying that I have to be fully removed from working and participating that way to protest diminishes the fact that we are multifaceted and we can do both. Yeah. I, I didn't, that's why it annoyed me so much. Because I'm like, bro, you a million dollar athlete out here. And you talking about it's too difficult to do your job and still keep the good fight. You got everyday working, hardworking people that are out here going to work, participating in protests, speaking with their representatives. They out there on the streets. They, I like, agree how with can you, you 100%. not? 100%. I know a black woman in Utah, she works from 7 to 7, 7, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Gets off out of her 12-hour shift, goes attend protests at police departments, getting this fun. Go back, sleep for a couple of hours, go back and do it again. And he's that's a superhero. Yeah. And you're saying I can't play a sports game. Not to diminish that. You can't, you know, three hours out of your day, you, you're at the arena, and the other hours, when you don't have practice, you can't do your protests and stuff like that. And he ain't out there protesting. So that's my thing. He didn't he didn't articulate himself enough. To what is your fight in it? How are you? How are you fighting the good yeah. fight? What's your platform? What, what are you doing that's so strenuous in your fight that you don't have time to do your job and entertain yeah. as an athlete? Yeah. I just want to know because maybe you're doing something so significant I, I, I that it's too much. The last thing I want to say, then we can end the show is the eyes are on you more than now ever, right? Because there's so many, so people are looking for a distraction. They're looking to you. While you're playing and taking the time out, you have this chance to like, yo, they're so excited, they want to hear from you, and then you could use your platform. But you saying, nah, let's kill that whole momentum so I could protest, to me it's just, it kind of diminishes what you're trying to protest. Donate one of your game or donate a little bit of every one of your game checks to an organization. That's because he's generationally rich. That's what you can I'm do. not in his pockets, but 
off the court, on the court, he's good. Yeah. So if he wants to have power, he can use his money and then and still still do what he has to do. That's what he needs to do. All right, so that's the end of our show. You know, a good yeah. episode talking about a lot. It's just so tough, right? We want to have all these relationship topics and things like that. Sometimes but you got to talk about the real. But outside is just life. so effed up right now. You know what I'm saying? I can't really think yeah. about just relationship building, stuff like that, when I'm just like, yo, we got to work on self, work on surviving and getting to that new normal. So We'll get back to in the friend zone. So do a shout out before we end up. <laughs> shout out to, listen, shout out to everybody out there fighting a good fight um, on both sides, not just our people of color, but our, our Asian people, our Caucasian people, our Spanish people, everybody who understands an injustice against one of us is an injustice against all of You know what I mean? Keep up the good fight. Um, keep supporting your local black businesses. Um, if we don't support us, no one will. So um, I'm messed up. I wish I had one to give y'all right now, but there's many, and I'm sure we know a few. Just, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever you can. Like I said, if you can't purchase one of their merchandise, promote for them. You know what I mean? Let's support each other because that's what we got to do. We got we to gotta unify, yeah. all right? Yeah. So, like, you know, shout out to everyone who supported us. Shout out to uh, Cliff Rock when I'm was in and will be in the next show. Shout out to, you know, our colleague that used to be with us who hasn't been with us for a little while, Amanda, Amanda Greedy Gush. You know, if you can't support her, Amanda Marie collection, her candles, her, her good smelling goods and stuff like that. That's a black business you can support. And, you know, yo, don't get distracted. There's a lot of distractions outside. We got to keep pushing forward to uplift our people. You know, like Mike said, support black businesses. Continue to, to fight our word. Make a difference. It don't, you don't have to, you know, shake up the world. If you just shake up your block, shake up your household, do what you can to contribute. It'll have a ripple effect. Has a ripple effect. And we out. Peace. Views. Yeah, yeah. And of course, um, I know it was third.